0: Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Lennis Woods Mullins, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body and spirit for women over 40 remember midlife doesn't mean no life midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love your self-care and your self-worth it's your time to be vibrant intuitive beautiful and emerged it's your time to vibe so come on let's vibe. Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. I'm so glad you are here and I am ready to vibe. What about you? For those of you who are new to this podcast, let me tell you what vibe means to me. Vibe means to be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, on the inside and out and emerged. As we maneuver this sometimes perilous journey called life, I believe that having a goal to live and to have a vibe life is a must. There are so many things that can take us off the course of wellness. But my goal is to share with you information that will help you stay the course and to continue to be well and vibe. So come on, let's vibe. It's now time for our Body Bella moment. Well, I have come to the conclusion that I have to move. I must move. It's not just for my body and those covid pounds I've been picking up recently. It is because movement supports my emotional wellness. When you engage in intensity exercise, your body and brain produces hormones and neurotransmitters that have a positive impact on your mood, your memory, your energy levels, and your sense of well-being. After a good workout, you feel more relaxed, more optimistic. You feel more at peace. If you do suffer from mild to moderate depression or anxiety like I have, 30 minutes of exercise on a daily basis can help to improve your mood. One thing you don't want to do though is you don't wanna over exercise, thinking that perhaps if you exercise a whole bunch, you'll feel even better. Studies have actually shown that too much exercise can cause the hormone cortisol to be produced. Now, too much cortisol in your body can have a negative impact on your mood and your body. Too much cortisol actually thickens you. So you wanna find a good balance, whether it's swimming, walking, maybe gardening, they're all great forms of exercise. Also, exercising with friends is another enjoyable and mood-enhancing experience. I know that these days, with gyms being closed and people social distancing, you can always exercise maybe with a friend or a group by getting together on Zoom. It's motivating and it's fun. Cardiovascular workouts like dancing or yoga, which is great for stress and relaxation, or maybe Tai Chi, which is very relaxing and repetitive. All of it is good and all of it will help you to keep your mood uplifted. So get moving and start enhancing your mood, and get a better attitude, a better body, and ultimately, more peace. So, it's now time for our Mind Move segment. Our minds are so powerful. More specifically, our thoughts. Are extremely powerful. That's why I wanted to talk about our thoughts today in the mind moves segment. I always say that what we think about and ponder on truly does come to pass and this is certainly true when we're thinking positive thoughts and unfortunately true when we're thinking negative thoughts. Yes I know these days can really put us in a negative frame of mind but we must resist. <laughs> There are things we can do to help maintain a healthy mind and also to increase our ability to stay positive. Here's a couple of tips. First of all, you gotta take care of your physical health. You gotta stay healthy by eating well, getting adequate rest and exercise. Make sure you're eating foods that are high and omega-3, which is really important when it comes to our neurotransmitters and our brain working properly, and B12, which helps to regulate our moves and helps to keep the stress from impacting our immune system. Also make sure you're getting enough rest for your body. You need to be able to shut all the way down because when you don't have enough sleep, you feel tired, stressed, and let's face it, a little cranky. The next thing you wanna do is to make sure you're getting fresh air and exposure to sunlight. I can't tell you how important this is. I know there's some of us who are sheltering in place who in some cases haven't left their homes in like 90 days. I'm here to tell you, that's probably not what's best for you overall even if you consider yourself to be in that protected class of high-risk people because of certain health conditions that you have. You have to get out into the sunshine. You have to allow your body to get that vitamin D. Your immune system needs to get outside also. Studies have shown that exposure to sunlight increases the protection of serotonin, a chemical that regulates the mood in the brain. So if you've been spending a lot of time on, inside, and you're wondering why you're feeling a little depressed, go outside and get some sunshine. Walk around the block. Put a mask on if you're feeling uncomfortable about you know, being out there at all, but you gotta get out. Get that sun, get fresh air pumping in your body, rejuvenating your red blood cells, which nourish all of your organs. Exposure to fresh air and sunlight is a great mood enhancer. You want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself in general. Investing time in self-care contributes to your mental and emotional well-being. Set aside time for yourself to attend to your own emotional needs, like read a book or pamper yourself. You could learn to use aspects of mindfulness to relax. I know some of you might be parents where children are with you all day long or grandchildren are with you all day long you still want to carve out and schedule some special time for yourself so that you can continue to be there for them and everybody else. Make sure you're spending time with people whose company you actually enjoy. (laughs) Spending time with people you love and getting along with gives you a sense of being valued and appreciated. Having healthy relationships with your friends family, colleagues, and neighbors can increase your overall sense of well-being, and it gives you a feeling of connectedness. I know that right now, it might be difficult to actually physically connect with your friends and family, but right now, more so than any other time, it's important for you to pick up the phone and give your friend a call, or do a FaceTime, or, you know, chat in a Facebook Live if you want, or on a Zoom to be able to see each other, It's not the same thing as touching them, that's absolutely true, but it's so much better than over time self-selecting out and not being motivated to reach out and to talk with people. So make sure that you are scheduling time to spend time with people who you enjoy. You might wanna consider pursuing a hobby also or a new activity. Participating in activities that you enjoy helps you to stay engaged and in turn keeps you happy. Picking up a new skill challenges you, it increases your concentration levels, and makes you feel good about learning something new. It also increases your confidence in being able to face new situations and challenges and people. I know that a few years ago, I started doing adult coloring, and I just loved it. It was such a departure from what I'm normally doing. I was working with colors, and I was using a different part of my brain. I was learning all about the adult coloring world, what kind of gel pens to get, and how to blend, and all this stuff that I was learning, but the end result was that I have literally hundreds of coloring book pages that I've done that are truly beautiful and it brings me so much joy. But also pursuing a hobby and a new activity, not only does it make you happy, but you're exercising your brain. Midlifers and those of you who are retired, it is so important. If you want to really live a vibe life, you got to keep learning. Next, you want to make sure you're managing your stress. You, just like everyone else, will have certain triggers that can cause you stress. You can try to avoid a stressful situation, but when you don't have a choice but to face the event or person that causes you stress, you need to find a way to cope with it. So, find your strategy to manage your stress so that you can take better care of yourself. This could include talking to a friend, believing in yourself, reappraising and reinterpreting your situation, meditating, going for a walk, listening to music, or exercising. Managing your stress can increase your overall happiness and joy as we go through this experience we call life. You also want to take a look at your strengths, weaknesses, and boundaries. Accepting that you have some weaknesses, just like everyone else, is really key to your mental and emotional well-being. Set some realistic goals and consciously choose to participate in activities and surround yourself with positivity so you can further your goal rather than distract you. Being around people or having people in your life who uplift you, who support you, who encourage you is a great way to maintain emotional wellness and a state of being joyful and happy. And one of my favorites to do when it comes to Uh, being emotionally well, and uh, maintaining uh, a healthy mind, is to operate and practice gratitude. When you practice gratitude for what you have, it can take away focus from what you don't. Studies have shown that being grateful for what you have helps you to stay optimistic about your future and boost your mental health. I keep a gratitude journal. Not a ride in it every single day, but when I do write in it, I'm there for <laughs> about 30 minutes to an hour because there's so many things to be grateful for. And sometimes it's the little things that we find when we look back that really have a profound impact on us. So operate in gratitude and watch your ability to maintain emotional wellness and joy increase. Also, if you are feeling overwhelmed, ask for help. When you feel sad or challenged or frustrated or confused or angry, just simply overwhelmed or unable to cope, speak to someone you trust, a spouse, a friend, a parent, a sibling, a relative. And if you think you need more support, reach out to a physician or a counselor or a therapist. The earlier you reach out, the better. There's nothing worse than feeling overwhelmed and keeping all that inside. That is probably one of the worst things that you can do for your overall wellness, but especially for your emotional wellness. Don't be too proud to let people know how you're feeling and that you're feeling overwhelmed and that you just need someone to talk to, someone to lean on for a minute so you can kind of readjust, recalibrate, and get back out there pursuing life with a renewed sense of joy. And express yourself. Poorly managed or unregulated emotions can be harmful to your mental health. You may shy away from expressing emotions or feelings that you think are negative, but being able to express what you're feeling, what you like or don't like, can help you to declutter your mind. Suppressing emotions is believed to lead to depression or anxiety disorders, and I know something about that. I used to be a person who suppressed my emotions, and what happened? I ended up with an anxiety disorder. I no longer do that. I do say what I feel. And I say what I feel hopefully to a person that's a safe place. I don't necessarily say what I feel if I know that person's gonna throw it back in my face. But if I still need to get it out, I do it in an environment that's safe with someone who I trust, who I know cares about me and isn't judging me and that they're there to listen. So express yourself, don't keep it in. We've talked about the body. And we've also talked about movement and how it's key to warding off depression, stress, and anxiety. And we've talked about the mind and the things we can do to support our mental health so that we can have a more positive mindset. But from a spiritual perspective, how can we uplift our spirits, especially when we are in emotional pain? How can we transform our negative experiences into something that ultimately adds to our overall emotional wellness? We're getting ready to go into our spiritual bliss segment. And I have something wonderful to share with you. We're going to be into that in just a moment. I'm really excited about the idea of being able to transform parts of our lives that might have caused us pain, or might have caused us to be emotionally well, and taking those things, those experiences, and turning them into something positive. I think most of us can say during this particular time, there have been a lot of things that we wouldn't necessarily consider good. But many of us have searched for the silver lining around this whole covid experience i know for me the silver lining has been an opportunity for more introspection, an opportunity to dig deeper into, you know, my thought processes and do some self-work and also to do some emotional healing. You know, there's lots of times where I didn't have a lot to do, but just sit and read or I got tired of binge watching Netflix. So just to sit and read or something. And during those times, it's amazing the things that come up. And I began journaling and um, talking more about those unresolved issues that I just never got a chance to really deal with out loud and I have to tell you that it has been A very healing process. That's why I think the person that we're going to be talking with today, Nafshin Luhar, uh, has a fantastic story. I mean, it is truly an unbelievable story of how she has learned to transform other people's pain into actual beautiful works of art. She says... Always living in a state of sadness and depression, living in a prison I created for myself because of my own judgment and self loathing I met an amazing mentor at an event that told me, you're going to be a speaker. That changed everything. The very first time I spoke, there was a dry eye, and I knew then all that I had been through was happening for me and not to me. My pain was my biggest power. It was here to help me, to help me heal transform and change lives with unconditional love that was nafsheen luara's statement of her metamorphosis to do what she's doing today and i'm so glad that she's here on vibe living to share with us her journey of learning to transform adversity to art nafsheen welcome to vibe living it's wonderful to have you here today Thank you so much, Linus. I'm so grateful to be here and so excited to share my story on this platform. Yes, I, your story is very powerful. And for those of you who may not have seen the Hope and Wellness Summit we had a while back, um, you would just be blown away by her testimony of what she has endured and how she has come out smelling like a rose, as they say. Uh, Now, Sheen, tell us a little bit about you and how you came to want to even tackle the idea of transforming adversity to art. Thank you, Linus. So,
1: um, a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Kenya in a very um, traditional Indian Muslim household. What most of us would have known as, you know, a normal childhood. Um, at the age of four, I started to be molested by two uh, members of my family not living in my household, and it went on for about eight years. Then, at the age of twelve, I was watching oprah one day and i started to find out what was happening to me was wrong so i, I started to keep my distance but at this time is when i realized that um you know it, it wasn't out of love and i was instilled with a lot of fear with what happened and so i started to gain a lot of weight as protection i started to have a lot of self-loathing from my body and i didn't know how to process this pain so i started to cut and mutilate my body, which you know gave me a bit of uh, comfort and, and um, a relief because for somebody of that age, we didn't know how to process emotions and I could identify more with a wound outside my body other than the wound that was within. And then I moved here because my dad passed in Kenya when I was 18 and we moved to America and the weight kept kept coming on. Because you know, food became my addiction, and um, then I ended up living with my mom. I moved here with my mom and my sister, and uh, I ended up living with my mom because my older sister got married and she moved away. And my mom and I have been together for twenty-two years now. I went to college. I did a double major. I did everything that was expected of me as an Indian Muslim daughter, but I wasn't very accepted by my family because. you know, in the Indian Muslim culture, you're either you're considered beautiful if you are skinny or you're light skinned. Those are the standards of beauty that I grew up listening to. And I was always told that you wouldn't get married if you don't lose weight and this, that and the other. So I just never felt accepted even in my, my own home and my own family. And I was always judged for my appearance. So in order to compensate, I you know lived my life for everybody else. So I did make it through college. I had a double major. And then I started working at Apple because I wanted to get the stable job and buy my mom a home and do what a good Indian Muslim daughter is supposed to do. And, uh, you know, my weight had risen to 350 pounds, but it was more of a lot of pain that I carried other than just weight. And it was self-hate and it was all this um, trauma of my childhood that I carried on my body. When I was working at Apple, I met this amazing personal trainer, and she you know, taught me that my life was worth it. She taught me to believe in myself. She taught me how to say no. She taught me how to be comfortable in my skin. She taught me to uh, dream my biggest dream and to believe that it's possible. And the biggest thing she taught me was that giving up was never an option. So, you know, I am here today doing all the things I'm doing because this complete stranger totally believed in me. And and I hope that anybody struggling in my situation would have somebody like that in their life. But I'm so fortunate that she's like this guardian angel who came to transform my life. And in this process, she was always telling me to do it for myself, but I never really understood what that meant, like do it for you or from a place of self-love. And I Kept abusing my body, and I would do six hours of cardio. I would drink like ten cups of diet tea, and I would be sick, and I would repeat the cycle all over again. And I had a lot of um, obstacles in my journey. I had, you know, injuries and surgeries and setbacks, and pushing my body beyond its limits and not really listening because all I wanted to do was just get the weight off. That was the main thing. It wasn't really from a place of love and acceptance for myself. Then in 2015, I was diagnosed with uterine cancer. And so at this moment, I realized that everything that had happened, everything that I'd been through, everything in my life was pretty much here to teach me that I need to get back to a state of unconditional love, which is how we are all born. We are all born as pure, unconditional love. And once at that moment when I was sitting in bed and, you know, going through my life uh, and realizing that my body is screaming at me, telling me, you need to love me and you need to show up for me. And um, that's when I told myself that, you know, one, I haven't been following my passion of creativity. I've just been existing in my life. And I told myself that, you know, if I heal from this, if I make it through out of this cancer, I'm going to use my art to create transformation, to create healing, and to uh, transform adversity into art, to take people's pain and celebrate in, it into art. And we often celebrate all, this, all the the victory at the end of our struggle of whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish. Even, for example, if we're graduating, we, we celebrate the graduation at the end, but not the entire process and the struggle and the pain that it took us to get there. So just with any triumphant story, we celebrate our victory, but not that journey, the pain that it took us to get there. So I am here to celebrate that pain, to showcase it as a piece of heart. For me, it provides a validation for the person who has gone through everything they've gone through to celebrate that pain. And it's also a form of healing for them. And it's a form of healing for me because every story I collect, a part of me is healed with the other person that that I'm celebrating. So that is why I transform adversity into art because I believe there's so many amazing stories that need to be told that we never hear about. And for years to come, if I collect these stories and leave books and videos, then there are there's a legacy of each person that we are going to know and leave behind because you know, once we die, people are not gonna know about us unless there's a beautiful documentation. And I plan to leave that in a form of art for anyone who comes into my path that I'm able to heal and who is able to heal me in return in this beautiful form of art.
0: That's so amazing to have a uh, project like that where you're able to get to know your subject you you do a video on them you you write about them and then uh, you find a, a still out of all the videos or pictures that you've taken and you create this beautiful work of art and i wish that my listeners could see it because it is astonishing but on the show page there is a link to her one of her videos of one of her clients and it is absolutely unbelievable how do you choose the people uh that you profile uh in this way so sometimes i choose them sometimes they choose me
1: (laughs) so it's it's a collaboration that we go through together uh one of the clients i chose her brother and i went to jury duty together and you know she saw him him as a friend of mine on Facebook and she saw that I'm a photographer so she connected me with me and we met for coffee and we just realized that our stories are very similar and I approached her and I asked her if I could do her story and she was more than willing to Um, do her story with me and the other client saw her story and she approached me telling me she wanted me to do her story. So it's just uh, whatever I put out there in the universe and whatever Mm -hmm. form it it comes to me through, it comes to me through. It's also very important for us, me with my client to be able to have the special relationship where we understand one, one another and we have a connection, we've built a bond where they can be completely bare and open and honest and uh, be willing for me to do my creative process as well as them being able to share their input. Sometimes they want me, they want me to, they want to just tell me the story and they want Mm -hmm. me to take it and do what I want to do with it. Sometimes they have certain visions of what they want it to look like and then we work together to make that happen. But uh, we find each other. We find each other.
0: And what are some of the stories that
1: you've uh, profiled? So there's one of Becca, who um, is my first client. She went through also a very traumatic childhood of abuse, molestation, rape, and then um, two two abusive marriages that she had to go through and she's a single mom. And then after her second abusive marriage, one of her children was doing uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and he, he or she wanted to retire from Jiu Jitsu and then the teacher asked her if she wanted to participate. So she started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and this is where she found her power and her strength and she became a women's self-defense coach. She became a speaker and she's now also a sheriff. And that was just a really amazing transformation of her story. Then the other story um, I did was of this beautiful lady whose name is Janice. She uh, had a lot of difficulty with her self-image growing up because she was abandoned as a child a lot not given the love and care she needed by her parents and she was not taught how to dress like a girl and be like a woman so she always felt very insecure with herself and her body and then she married the person who she thought was the love of her life but he was also addicted to pornography and stuff so she always felt unhappy with him and he wanted to try other things in his marriage and be open in his marriage and She just did everything that she could and compromised herself to be able to um, adapt to him. But then she had completely lost herself until one day she just put on her running, running shoes, left the house and started running. And then she adapted to yoga and became still and learned to be with herself. And then she also became a motivational speaker and talking about just breaking free from everything
0: that you hold yourself back
1: in. So her story is pretty amazing and powerful, too. Wow.
0: And, and it's really interesting, too, because both of these stories that you've talked about, they have uh, experienced great pain. And the one story that I saw, uh, there was such beauty that came out of the result of their having gone through those painful experiences Mm -hmm. and it really takes the power out of the whole idea of the pain and what's gone through because now you have this beautiful work of art and also this beautiful positive outcome Uh, how were they impacted when they saw the end result of your work
1: um, they both definitely loved it, and, um, you know, it's it's such a beautiful validation for them to see themselves in that form, um, especially Becca, because, you know, she's really struggled a lot, and Janice is so much in her power that she, she already sees herself, you know, being this amazing woman, and I see her speaking everywhere, and what these two women do with these videos and their stories is they use it as an introduction to who they are in their speaking engagements. So before you get to hear them speak, you have this beautiful representation of who they are. And that gives you a really great um, opening to who they are. And also really, it opens you up to accepting them and their story and their vulnerability and their strength and sharing who they are so openly with all of us.
0: So, with these um, videos that you're doing, what's going to be the end result of all of this work, of the videos and the artwork? What's your end result goal?
1: so my end result goal is one to definitely promote healing for these women for them to leave a legacy not just women anybody who wants to tell their story but my goal is to compile all these stories in a artistic book for, for uh, that's a large book of all these stories for myself and to be able to be sold to the public so a, a book that i want to publish with all these stories uh, pictures of their painting and their visual images, and you know, a written story of who these women are and what they have overcome. There's also going to be an exhibit that I want to hold. So in the exhibit, there will be the pictures of the people, their painting, and the actual person by each by each exhibit. So they people can come and interact with the the people themselves who have over, overcome all this.
0: Oh, that's wonderful and such a positive outcome. Now, for people who want to find out more about your um, the work that you're doing, uh, where do they go?
1: They can go to my Instagram page and also my Facebook page,
0: Mm
1: uh, which is Nafshin. Uh, is my first name. And my Instagram page is Luhar, which is L-U-H-A-R and the word creative, but it's spelled with a Q, not a C. So it's Q-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And my Facebook page is the same. It's Luhar, my
0: last name. Mm -hmm. And
1: then the, the word creative with a Q.
0: Okay. And um, there's going to be, uh, there's a link there on the uh, homepage or the show page on iTunes and uh, also on uh, Apple podcast and on Anchor FM. So for those of you who are interested, you've got to take a look at her work. It is absolutely beautiful. What is it that you want people to take away from uh, an experience of viewing your work? What is it that you want them to learn or to feel?
1: I want them to learn and feel that they have the power to become their own inspiration. You don't need to seek anything outside of yourselves. And like, you know, a lot of people think that, oh, my story is not this dramatic or it's, I haven't been through so much or, but your story is your story and you have the power to own it, whether you've been through life. Of trauma or you've been through a small traumatic experience the way we any, everybody experiences trauma is different and you are completely valid in experiencing your trauma my trauma or somebody else's trauma is not big or less than yours we all have a different capacity of what we can withhold and my one percent could be your 100 percent or you know vice versa so own your story own your power look in the mirror and think of yourself as your own inspiration because even if you just wake up and show up for the people that you love or even yourself, that's enough validation for you to be an inspiration to yourself. You don't need anything else other than that. Your story is your story. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I'm here to tell it. And whatever way you want me to tell it, whatever it is that you've overcome is worth celebrating.
0: Oh, I just love that idea. In fact, I had told you, I want to, I want to participate in one of these projects because it's just so Beautiful. And thank you, Nasheen. I do have to ask you though, because I like to ask all my guests this. When it comes to uh, vibe living, being vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged, what do you do to vibe? To
1: keep myself vibrant, up and living, I, I unconditionally love myself and try to be of service to as many people as I can. and And it doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be like getting out of your home and going out there so I'll just give you an example during this this COVID time I mm-hmm. really wanted to I really wanted to connect with all my loved ones and um, I didn't know how to do that because I didn't want it to be digital because everybody's doing digital things and it's a little bit impersonal so I Took time and I wrote over three hundred letters, handwritten letters to all the people that I love because that's the only way I could physically connect with them. A lot of the people I didn't know. It's just people that I thought would benefit from getting something in the mail because they don't get something in the mail. So I wrote to the youngest kid in the family and I wrote to the oldest kid in the family and just to be able to do, to do, to connect, to give you validation and send you some love to whatever form I could physically send it. So it's the smallest little things. It doesn't have to be charity that you spend hundreds of dollars on or leaving your house or, you know, doing big things. It's just these little acts of kindness that just, you know, make me vibrant and living and happy in my own home. Just knowing that I made made a difference and made somebody smile today.
0: It could be just as little as that. Oh that's wonderful that and I would say that's definitely the epitome of vibe living is just feeling good about <laughs> the opportunity to be able to share bits and pieces of ourselves in a positive way that makes right. someone else day better and you yeah. make mine better enough, sheen thank you so oh, much thank you for, for joining us on vibe living it's been wonderful Absolutely. To have you.
1: thank you so much Absolutely. thank and, you um, so much for having me
0: you're welcome you're welcome boy i have really enjoyed this episode today so much fun to be able to share different ways for us to be well in our mind body and spirit and you know i i really love uh sharing these stories with you and sharing the guests with you because i feel that each one has something special to share each Each one has something that hopefully you can take with you and make it a part of your vibe world. Please take the time to comment and share this podcast. You can also click the donation button That will help to keep me on the air. And if you are on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please subscribe. You can also find me on all the social media. Just Google my name, Linus Woods Mullins. Thanks so much for listening. Know that I love you all. And next time, please keep sharing the love. I'll see you soon. And don't forget to buy. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at podcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe.